1: Thank you for coming out. Welcome. My name is Dubs Weinblatt. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I'm so excited to be here. In 2015, I founded the queer improv show, Thank You For Coming Out, or TIFCO, as we call it, and it's now one of the longest running queer improv shows in New York City. During the show, our storytellers share their coming out stories, and then our improvisers bring them to life. Our podcast is a little different. We still have storytellers share their stories, but instead of folks improvising, we talk about them. And I'm super duper excited for our guests today. I've known them for a handful of years and they just always make me giggle. Uh, Kelsey Bailey, she, her, hers, and Kelly Quinn, she, her, hers. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hi. How are you both? Good. 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 Thanks for having us. Yeah, oh, thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Um, so I just, I want to dive right in. Okay. Uh, does, do one of you want to volunteer as tribute to go first to share <gasps> your coming out story?
2: Sure, I was just uh, told that I need to go first by Kelly. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, sure, my coming out story. Uh, I always like to preface my coming out story because I feel like I came out like kind of twice Mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, The first time I ever sort of like talked to somebody about like, oh hey, I might be gay was when I was in eighth grade. Uh, with my best friend Jess, we were just like having one of those marathon like phone calls that you could do when you're a kid it mm-hmm. just lasts for like <laughs> hours and nobody's actually speaking. It's just kind of <laughs> yeah. like you just have the phone you're like you're still there, yeah, I'm still here, okay, cool. um, but we were just sort of talking, and it was something that uh I had always just sort of like felt my relationship to women or like my interest uh in women was different than my friends. I never had like crushes on boys or like boy bands or like when we were when I was watching Friends I didn't want to be Rachel I wanted to be Ross so I could date Rachel you know what I mean so it was always just um (laughs) I didn't want to be Luke or I wanted to be Luke I didn't want to be Lorelai I wanted to date Lorelai right so it was sort of something that I always had in the back of my head uh and I sort of like talked to her about it on the phone I was like hey have you ever like considered that you might like girls more than friends. And she goes, no, I haven't. But have you? And I was like, oh, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just think I was just kind of like freaked by being asked point blank. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sort of clammed up. And she said, well, why don't you think about it? And then tomorrow at field hockey practice,
0: just tell me,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell me if you like flowers or not, we'll use it as a code so no one else needs to know. Just tell me if you like flowers That's or not. Sweet. It's very I sweet. It's really uh, Yeah, there, there's tissues here yeah. for a reason. We're That's told us. Yeah. They're right. We're gonna cry. Um, so uh, the next day at field hockey practice, she came up to me and she's like, "Hey, did you give any more thought about to you know like liking flowers?" And of course, I was gonna be like. No, absolutely. No, 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 I don't. I don't. I was just I was just curious. I was just wondering. Um, But it was always something that she knew and that I knew that she knew. And it was always kind of like something I could sort of like go to her Mm -hmm. when I had my first French kiss with a boy and I cried on my car ride home. Like I told her about it. You know, it was just like she knew and was just waiting for me to like do it. And, like, she would, like, bring it up every once in a while, and she'd be like, well, maybe you don't want to go out with him because, I don't know, do you like him? And I'd be like, yeah, of course I like him. I'm I love him. <laughs> I'm, I really like him. Um, so it took probably about a decade for me to finally mm. work up the courage to be like, no, you know what? I've had a lot of, like, stressful relationships towards uh, men or just, like, dating that gave me a lot of anxiety, and I know what, why this is. I know the reason. And um, it was... Uh, I think I was like 23 or 24 when I finally started, just like, I signed up for OkCupid and started going on dates um, with women. And then uh, I didn't want to tell anyone in my family until I had like a girlfriend, because then Mm -hmm. it would be official and they wouldn't have to be like, oh, well, are you sure? And then I knew it would be official because I always had this fear of like, someone would be like, well, are you sure? And then if I was like, oh no, maybe I'm not, then they would be mad at me, which is so crazy. No one was gonna do that to me. Um, But so I waited until I had a girlfriend and I went home um, Martin Luther King weekend after I had been in a relationship for like maybe like four or five months. Uh, Yeah, I used Martin Luther King weekends to sort of turn the spotlight on me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's my time. Um, But I was sitting in my bedroom with my mom and I was uh, was like, hey mom, you know, uh, Morgan, she's kind of like my girlfriend and my mom just like paused, and she was like, "Okay, just promise me you'll stay pretty," which is <laughs> an insane. If you ever met my mom, you're like, "Yeah, that checks out." Um, I think uh, it's so cute. It's just like I think she just ha- she just didn't know all the different types of queer you can be, yeah. and it's like it, like it just is. She's learned so much even from then. Um, but I, so I told her and I kind of like freaked out and I had to like get out of the room because like I had like anxiety that she would ask me more questions about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just like went into the bathroom to brush my teeth and I could like hear her in the other room being like, oh, I have a gay daughter. <laughs> guess I'm a pretty cool mom. <laughs> like she was just like talking to herself like that. And it's just like. And then, of course, because my mom is my mom, she told everyone else in my family. I mean, I had told my sister on my own, um, but I knew that as soon as I told my mom, she would handle telling my dad, she would handle telling my grandmother, she would handle telling my aunts. And it was just sort of like, from then on out, like I would got like text message throughout the day being like, love ya. And it's just like, oh, my mom must have gotten to you and told mm-hmm. you. Um, so that was, that was my coming out
1: decades long journey. I, I love that. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for sharing that. Yeah, of
2: course. Thank you for letting
1: me. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. I love uh the Ross, Rachel, Luke, Lorelai mm-hmm. because same Yeah. Like 100%. I was like
2: yeah. it was just like I mean, it was for anyone. It was like I didn't I wanted to be Ben Affleck so I could date Jennifer Lopez. I want like and mm-hmm. that was like the 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 thought process for me. Um
0: yeah. mine were always a little more obscure. I wanted to be Russell Crowe so I could date Connie Nielsen in Gladiator. I was so (laughs) obsessed with with Gladiator for some reason. I've never seen that movie. I've never seen it either. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) But there was just, you know, just in that sweet spot of older woman. You also liked um, Maid Marian from the cartoon Robin Hood? Oh yeah, my first crush was (laughs) the animated Fox Maid Marian.
1: Uh, I just watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit Mm. like Sunday, and Jessica Rabbit is... Like attractive, yeah. She's smoking yes. hot. She's a cartoon. Yeah, she's problematically like problematically built. maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Very hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was in the early '90s, so like sure. we didn't know about what problematic yeah. was. Yeah, right. absolutely. We, just, we, could we, just just, we like, like, yeah. yeah. We'll give her a Barbie waist,
2: she'll be fine. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah. So that was just like a constant thing of just like me always being like, you know, I would like like the same, I would ship, if we can use that word, ship the same couples that were very popular in pop culture. Ooh, what does that mean? Uh, ship is like, um, it's like an online term for like, oh, I ship this couple. It's like, oh, I, I love this couple. I worship I worship this oh, couple. It's, I want
0: them to be in a relationship. Oh, I want them to be in a relationship. All right. I'm a little deeper into online fandom than yeah, She was a Tumblr girl back no. in the day. <laughs>
2: um, So it's like I, you know, all the, the couples that people were <laughs> obsessed with. <laughs> Uh, oh, guys, I turned 32 at the uh, end of the month. I'm old as hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <ugh>. Strike it <laughs> from the Strike episode. From this the is embarrassing. Just kidding. Um, so yeah, so I like liked all the same couples that were popular in pop culture at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I liked Ross and Rachel. I liked Luke and Lorelai, but it was never like, oh yeah, I love Luke. I love his backwards hats. It's like, no, I love Lorelai. She talks so fast and mm-hmm. is kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> So makes great references. Mm-hmm. Great yeah, references. Very topical. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And yeah. And I just loved her. I love, Yeah. I loved. I, yeah.
0: She's great. Thinking
2: did back you, on all of like my crushes from she like. She
0: did a really funny video when she was like, I don't know. How old were you?
2: Uh, this, 15, 16? Uh, like Cribs, like oh, an yeah. MTV Cribs mm-hmm. style
0: video where she walked around her house with the camera pointed to herself <laughs> and then, you know, like you got to her room and she did a tour of her room mm-hmm. and there's this really funny moment where she just pans down this wall of like cutouts from magazines mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and it's all women. mm mm-hmm. It's like Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like, These Jones. are some cool people I like from television and film. And then there's a picture of what's his name from Dawson's Creek, James Van Der Beek. And she was like, "Ugh, James Van Der Beek, gross." <laughs> uh, and then hands past him like yeah. to the her like eight hundred pictures yeah. of Katie Holmes, or like yeah. Jennifer Lopez and stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I had like my friends' door, which was just covered in photos of the cast of Friends. Amazing. And then I had another door that was just for kind of like people I like, and it was like Catherine Zeta-Jones, <laughs> um, <laughs> Deborah Messing. Uh Jennifer Lopez, of course, and Katie Holmes, and just anyone else who was hot essentially and it was just like, yeah, of course, you are just so so such a little queer (laughs)
1: you know what's interesting is because my I also had cutouts all over like floor to ceiling every wall Mm -hmm. in my room but it was all boy bands Mm. and I allowed myself one Britney Spears Mm. because I was like if I if I overdo it people are gonna know yeah and so I like overdid it the other way yeah and like it was all in sync Backstreet Boys 90 Degrees B. Mac
0: Joey Lawrence whoa whoa Whoa. yeah yeah still feel any sort of attachment towards that just like even a fondness for like oh Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Totally.
1: I saw Brian Luttrell walk by <laughs> from Whoa. Backstreet Boys. And, like, we made eyes at each other. And mm-hmm. I was like, I know him from somewhere. And then we, like, both turned around because I was staring so intensely at him that he must have thought that he knew me. Yeah. And then when we turned around, I was like, holy mother <laughs> of God, it's Brian Luttrell. <laughs> wow. I can't then, believe
0: you got a double take from Brian yeah. Luttrell. was huge. It
1: was a really big, important moment of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely feel a fondness and a... I guess like an attachment yeah. to that because they were part of my cover yeah. I guess yeah. 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 Like and their nostalgic. music is great
2: Yeah, all of it yeah it's like anyone who grew up in that time even if you weren't like a huge fan it's like a uh, song comes on like that and you're like just sort of teleported back to your time I liked um there was always like in my friend group, you always had to like one member of each band, mm-hmm. and like so everyone would take like Justin Timberlake or like J C Chazé, and I had like when when it came to NSYNC, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was left, and they were like, okay Kelsey, you can have Lance, and I was like, okay cool. <laughs> I, was <laughs> just, I was gonna say or, Joey Fatone. No, was mm-hmm. worse at the someone time. else took Joey Fatone, and I was just left with Lance, and I was like, all right, yeah. Joey Fatone's the one that I lo- love, or oh, not Joey Fatone, Lance Bass, I love him. So it was always just sort of like I had to take whoever was left.
1: Why did you always go last? Crush.
2: I just, because I didn't care. Oh, I was like, I don't, fair. I mean, whatever. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You love sure, Justin. Sure, give me Lance. Yeah, whatever. I'll take Lance. All right. <laughs> My Barbie is Lance. Uh, Barbie, <laughs> whatever. My Kendall is Lance. Um, so it was always just sort of like, just, I was just in a different current than I feel like everybody else was.
1: And hmm. I'm going to listen to some Sync later. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. And BSB. Mm-hmm. Were you all uh, new Kids on the Block people?
2: No, I kind of yeah. miss. I think I was maybe a little too young for yeah. NKOTB, but I liked that. Um, who's that one guy that's in it? He did like a he had like a solo career a little bit around the time. Uh, that Joey McIntyre. Yeah, he mm-hmm. had like some singles come out when I was in like middle school or maybe later elementary school
1: that I liked. Yeah, yeah. That was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg had a rat tail, and it was awesome. Mm. And, the, and then they had um on the block, like Barbie yeah. dolls, dolls, and it had like hair sticking out the back. <laughs> it was so gross and amazing. <laughs> it's really <laughs> important representation, though, for people I mean, that yeah, to. Absolutely, sure. absolutely.
0: Yeah. Great point. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, why don't we shift to you? I, we'd love to hear your coming out story, Kelly. Um, I, I think I didn't really. I told one friend that I thought I was gay. Um, over AIM, AOL Instant Messenger, RIP, for the, yeah. the youngs who don't That's know. Away messages. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, oh, yeah, I really strategically used my away messages, as I think we probably yeah. all did, to yeah. sort of drop hints about my sexual orientation Mm-mm. long before mm-hmm. I ever came out. Um, yeah. But I told a friend over AIM, and she went to another college. I was in college when I first told someone. Um, and then we just sort of never talked about it again until I came out to everybody else. So I was probably like 19 when I first told someone I thought I was gay. And then I met a girl in my sorority. And I was briefly in a a sorority in college, which surprises most people who know me now. I did quit when I joined a sketch comedy group because I was like, oh, I wanted a social outlet and this is actually the one that makes sense. Um, But we were in the same sorority and we dated in secret for three years in college and after college. Um, And then after we broke up and this was probably like 2010, I was like, oh, I got to start telling people. It was like a really difficult breakup, and it got kind of ugly at points, I think probably because of all the pressure that we both put on the relationship to stay secret. You sort of, you know, it's like a a toxic universe we had created with only each other. So um, I was like, oh, I got to get out of that. I'm in a really bad place. So I started telling my friends, and then I told my siblings. I'm the oldest of five. So I told my younger brother... Joe and then my two younger sisters, Sam and Katie, and they were all really great. But I grew up in a really Catholic, uh, conservative family, and um, I was worried that my parents would be a problem. So I wanted to make sure that I had at least all my siblings on my side, and I sort of like got that all set up. And then I, the like coming out conversation, I remember the most distinctly was with my mom. Um, I had been trying to do it for years and just sort of never, you know, when you're trying to have a difficult conversation with someone, you're like, oh, it's never the right time. It was just their birthday or I don't want to ruin a holiday or whatever. Uh, But her dad had died a couple months before. And I was like, okay, the mourning period, you know, we're, we're coming, we're, you know, we're clearing that. And we were at his house trying to like, clear his stuff out for an estate sale, which I now I'm like, oh, well, that was also a very emotional time for her probably. But um, I just like had to do it. So I remember like holding this old ass samurai sword that he had in his house for some reason and was like, you know, mom. um," And I like started crying before I even said anything. I was like, mom, you know, there's something I want to tell you. I don't want you to think of me any differently. I'm still the same daughter that you've always had, blah, 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 blah. Um, But I am gay. And I I was dating someone new at the time who I met online when I lived in D.C., but I didn't want to couch my coming out in the context of a relationship with someone else. I sort of took the opposite approach. I was like, I want her to know that this is is me and this is not, like, specific to this one person. Um, And then, you know, the conversation that followed is... We're out of the woods on it now, but it was bad. It was, like, everything a parent can say that's, like, confused, first reaction, Mm -hmm. no real context for it. I don't know that she had any openly gay friends or queer, like, you know, whatever, before I came out to her. Um, I know that my parents had both had worries, and my dad's dad had been like, Oh, your daughter's a dyke, Michael. (laughs) But um, I never... I don't think that they had any context for like an out queer person until I came out. So just to respect her privacy, I will not there was a lot of really funny stuff in there, but <laughs> I try not to <laughs> talk about it anymore <laughs> because I you know, our relationship has gotten a lot better since then. And um she's not super online literate, but once in a while I worry that she'll like find something else and be like, Well, I thought we had made progress, <laughs> but here we are <laughs> betrayed me. Um But yeah, I had a long conversation with my mom. And to her credit, she did end it with like, well, I love you no matter what, you know, you know that. Um, And then for a couple years after that, it was like rough going with my mom and dad. But my siblings were all great. Um, My youngest sister was at the time like nine. She was very young. and the big struggle after that was my parents didn't want her to know until she was an appropriate age to learn about human sexuality. Because mm. in their minds, when, when they told her I was gay, they would also have to explain all of sex to her. Because mm. they're, they're Catholics. so, you know, homosexuality Tenement. and sexual perversion are very linked in that uh, religious tradition. In certain uh, Catholic churches, I guess, there are much more progressive people up here than there were in Virginia where I grew up. But anyway, the the stress was like, oh, do we tell Rachel? When do we tell Rachel? And then I just went rogue one day and told Rachel on my own when I took her shopping at Old Baby. And you know what? She was like, oh, okay. And then my mom was so mad that I told her. And then uh, Rachel was like, well, Mom, is it even in the Bible that it's wrong? And my mom was like, yes, it very much is. And I was like, well, we're not going to get into that because it actually, you know, um, it's in the old Testament and could be interpreted in a lot of ways. And it's actually not anything Jesus said that was wrong. Uh, and I was like really ready to have this sort of intense <laughs> theological debate with my mom in front of my nine-year-old sister. And then my mom probably correctly shut it down. And, but then everyone knew and it was like, great. It's only been up from there. Mm-hmm. You yeah.
1: know? Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Hey, no problem. Hmm. Yeah, when people start to bring up Bible and religion, Mm -hmm. it can get really dicey. Yeah. Um,
0: Because it's like, oh, you could just interpret anything you want out of mm -hmm. any piece of text. So, of course, I understand when people are like, oh, well, you know, that part in Scripture where it says that two men can't lay with each other. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, sure. If that, you know. But then it's that whole other thing of like, oh, if you're going to take for real everything that you read right. in the Old Testament, you're going to be doing a lot of shit that doesn't make sense. Yep.
1: There's a, a song from The Prom, I think it's Acceptance yeah. Song, where he like breaks down all of those things. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to stone you to death. I really, <laughs> I really loved that show. Yeah. Me too. I miss it. Can't wait for the Netflix special in 2022. Oh, 22? cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. They've already cast it. Like pretty sure Meryl Streep is in it. Whoa. Whoa. Um, and some other people who now I can't remember, but. Oh, that's great news. That's yeah. That's cool. And I, lo- I love it because, now, and it's also going to be touring. So then it's going to be able to
0: go to the, the, places, the places where it, that needs, that it needs to yeah. be. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I never saw it. My friend, Ultimate Ally Maggie Widows, took, she paid for Chris Burns and me to go together, which was very nice. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. She was like, y'all need to see this. It's very funny.
1: Yeah. the fr- I saw it. Uh, three times Whoa. but um, the first time I saw it I was with Beth Slack and mm, yeah. I cried
0: the entire time oh. and like every five
1: minutes she'd be like are you okay, are you okay? Oh. I'm like oh. no <laughs> a great person to have <laughs> yeah.
0: check in on you during yeah. that yeah
1: totally we also saw um, School of Rock together I also cried through that oh interesting <laughs> and she was like I wasn't expecting that I was
0: <laughs> like you never know when it's gonna hit you yeah
1: <laughs> truly <laughs> oh Beth Slack hi Beth I'm a friend of the show, Beth's <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I meant to ask you, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back to you. But I need to know: Are you still friends with Jess? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She um, is still like one of my my best friends, and I was in her wedding like lat- two years ago, last year. Um, but yeah, she's still like very much a part of my life, and like was very much like uh, like just like there for me, and like throughout my first relationship, first breakup, like nothing ever sort of like phased her in a way where I think like with some of my other straight friends they're like you know they can still be like kind of weird about some stuff or just like say things that you're like okay that's not right she just like never really like misstepped which hmm. was really cool hi Jess hi Jess we love you Jess we love you <sighs> she's
1: a good girl that's great mm-hmm. um yeah well how did you two meet improv <laughs> 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 you <laughs>
2: hate to it's say not, it it's not yeah it's not really romantic yeah. we
0: met in um, uh, we had met you know what oh that's this is a story tried to set us up um, who did our friend Alyssa oh Lynch- okay. yeah. Also. You, yeah 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 you yeah, really yeah. yeah. Um, tried to set us up uh, I don't know sometime it, like I had gone through a breakup and Alyssa was like oh I know someone really cool who's in a class with me so I went to see one of their performances where Kelsey did unfortunately play Woody Allen, and that mm-hmm. was very it was memorable a different time. to me. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, yeah, this girl is funny. Um, but we just sort of never did anything. And then, oh, you know what? It's because I was dating someone from Tumblr at the time. And that's, you know what? We don't <laughs> She's an even. An online girl. Yeah, but I was dating someone that I met in the orphan black fandom on Tumblr. And she did live in New Zealand, but I was, you know, (laughs) (laughs) married. I was like, well, I have to be she couldn't get out of that. um, (laughs) So that sort of went on for a number of months where we just sort of, like, kept seeing each other and being friendly but not... Can I tell
2: the story about... um, So I had just broken up with my first girlfriend. And I was, like... It was maybe, like, I was, like, a week out of the breakup. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go out. And I went to this... uh, improv show that was like um, it was called like like secret crushes or something like that or mm. like matchmaking oh, yeah. improv or something and I wasn't even like performing or anything like that I just went to watch my friend um, and during the show you can write things on post-it notes and like put them in a bucket like if you like want to ask somebody out or like if you have something that you want to like say to a person who was improvising on the show or like whatever it is Cute. and then during like in between all of the sets they would read the notes from the bucket um, and mm, during the the break, someone read the a post-it note, and it said, "Kelsey, I think you're really funny." And no one signed it, and I was like, "Who wrote this? <laughs>
0: Who wrote this post-it Which note? I was Who wants the to? only other queer woman at this thing?" You
2: don't know. I you don't know. Someone could have used that bucket as a a first step in their journey to coming out. True. With me. Um. <laughs> so like, no one no one claimed it. No one claimed the post-it note. Uh, They gave it to me. I took it. And then I I just, like... You stuck it in the pocket of your denim vest. I stuck it in the pocket of my sleeveless denim vest. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) I was out, and I was looking for a new girlfriend. Um, And so, like, I just, like, had it. And then I don't remember. We went out afterwards. So Kelly was also at this show, I should mention, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So no one claimed... No one fessed up to writing the Post-it note. And I was just kind of like... wouldn't why would someone do that to me an anonymous like kind of like flirtatious thing uh, and everyone who was at the show went to a to a bar afterwards and we were like having drinks and of course I was like you know fresh off a of breakup and I was like we should go to a gay bar <laughs> and, like kind of like really being extra and stuff. Kelly was like no I'm not, I can't go or anything and there were other people there who like couldn't go also well, yeah I was also there with and, Chris
0: Burns and was very yeah you know yeah, very turned. Yeah, she was
2: turned. Um, <laughs> I think actually you couldn't go because the next day you had to go to Canada to see your New Zealand orphan
0: black girlfriend. You know what? That was probably right. <laughs> I hope there's orphan black. <laughs> was fans Canada the, show. the middle? <laughs> 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 <It's> like, uh, <laughs> it seems like you won that. Yeah, album. Like, yeah. You know, she, she was staying in Canada with family at the time. Mm, I hope she listens yep. to this.
2: Um, she, will. she won't. She'll find it. Uh, she later turned out to end up stalking Kelly. Okay. That's a whole thing. Uh, we could strike that. But um, <laughs> whatever. I'm coming for people on this podcast. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so we like went out and like I tried to get people to go out for drinks afterwards. I tried to get Kelly to go because I thought she was cute um, and she wouldn't go. And then I don't remember when, but eventually you told me that you wrote the post-it note.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we just kind of like, oh, well, why? I don't remember when it was. I think it was that night. It was that night?
0: Yeah. Like, as this I was leaving, so maybe you told me? and granular, but the, um, the Crush show was at one venue in Brooklyn, and then we went to Another R.I.P. One. Legion yeah. for a second set, and then by then, I was drunk enough that I was like, you know, I wrote that Post-it note. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, cool. So oh, I like, kept
2: in the back of my mind, like, oh, yeah. Kelly Quinn thinks I'm funny. That's, like, really great. And then you know like a couple months later or whatever we started like flirting more aggressively but then after we had already been dating and i was kind of like cleaning out my closet i saw my denim vest and i went in the pockets and i found the post-it note that said kelsey i think you're really funny and i saved it and i keep it in my wallet now oh
1: what a high five that's so (laughs) cute i love that so
2: much yeah it's nice how long has it been it'll be four years in november Mm
1: -hmm. nice yeah Happy early anniversary. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Cool. Were you both already on house teams at that point? No. I was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got on, I think, that like October, In October, right? yeah. No, it took me some time. It was a late bloomer. <laughs> 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 it took me like five years
1: of auditioning to get on a house team. Yeah. And, and that was, it was rough. Yeah. To like, and because all my friends are already on teams. Yeah. And I was like, just put me on a fucking team. Yeah. You know?
0: It's so stupid because it's like the ugh, all these theaters in New York, there's so many funny, talented people. They're, they're never going to get it all right. But you really do feel like the world will end if it doesn't happen yeah. for you, if that's like the way that you've approached your comedy education and right. like community. And mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah, it's excruciating.
1: Yeah. So uh, how it works with the Magnet, I don't, know, I don't know if it's different at UCB, but um, you're on a team for six months, and then either you get renewed or you get retired, um, mm-hmm. and then you have to audition again if you are retired. Okay. So I got put on a team first, um, like, late. They had already cast, and then mm-hmm. someone dropped, and so they added me, which was thrilling. Right. Um, and then that team was retired, so I re-auditioned and then got put on another team. Um, and then that team got retired, and then <sighs> I... Auditioned again and got cut. Whoa! After being on a team for essentially like two teams, yeah. And I was, I was like, like fully devastated. Like yeah. tears, he, mm-hmm. like heaving, oh, yeah. sobbing. Mm-hmm. I was with my friend Brian Hansbury, and he was like, "All right, buddy, let's, uh, yeah, let's go get a drink." And I just was like. It was just the... Right, because when you put everything into that and you work and spend all of your time preparing and doing something to get this thing and then it's taken away from you.
0: Was this before or during TIFFCO? Uh, this you, was during. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I at least... So you had already started another yeah. thing for yourself, which yeah. I think is my yeah. advice to anyone yes. who is like hell-bent on being in this world. It's just like do your own shit and yeah. don't... be Magnet, they're not your mommy. You mm-hmm. know, like nobody owes you anything. But yeah. It's so hard to remember when you're really like in it there. Yeah. And like there's mm-hmm. probably
2: nothing more fruitful than like TIFCO. And like you probably Yeah. Like I don't I mean, we do our own show and it's like I have so much more fun doing that once a month show than like, you know, like a weekly show with like a house team you get placed on with people who might not necessarily like be similar to you or have similar stories or like even be your friends. But like when I get to improvise with my friends it's like so much more fun. Yeah.
1: And it's just like there's like a connection there that yeah. you can't get with being placed on a team. Sometimes, right. sometimes yeah. there's not always like
2: guaranteed chemistry when you get placed on a team.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is probably why my teams kept getting retired because we're like we don't we're not gelling in the way that is magic on stage. Sure. Right. Um, so you mentioned you perform in a once a month show. Mm-hmm. Tell
0: tell us viewers listeners about it. It's called Here and Queer. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Paletta, who's a friend of ours from UCB. um... There was at one point, I guess, just a moment in time where we were all, Stephen and Kelsey and Patrick Keene, who's the fourth member, and I were on a text thread together and we were like, probably lamenting the lack of LGBT spaces at UCB, because you'd been doing Thank You For Coming Out at Mm -hmm, Magnet, and we mm -hmm. had all done that show and Mm -hmm. loved it, but at UCB, uh, there was, I think, probably an even more pervasive straight white male culture and there were no regular queer shows there, except for We Will Turn You Gay, We Will Make You Gay. We Will Make You Gay. Uh, that was an all, it was like all cisgender white gay, gay men. So Steven uh, was like, oh, I wanna do a show um, that's like sort of like an all gender cast, but the four of us run it, and then we just have people we think are funny sit in, and uh, and just do, like, Gay Ask Cat, which is UCB's weekly, like, flagship show on Sunday where they have a, you, should, you know, used to be a famous person, uh, come tell stories, Shade. Notable person. Um, notable person come tell stories, and then, you know, a cast of UCB's best improvisers will do improv based on that. Um, but there were very rarely queer people included in the mm-hmm. Ask Cat cast. So Stephen was like, let's do a gay Ass Cat. So that's where that came from, and we mm-hmm. started doing it in June of twenty. 20- 17?
2: Seventeen?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And our first monologist was Zeke Smith, who had just... Mm-hmm. Who was a friend of all of ours from Improv in New York, uh, but had just... um, oh, no, Yeah, left Survivor and had a lot of, you know, notoriety from his experiences on Survivor. And so we yeah. had him come tell stories. And it was a full house. And then after that, we just kept... Kept going. Doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played in it once. Yeah. Yes. It was really fun. It was very so fun. It, yeah. I was really so nervous. Yeah. it's It's always
2: just like a very fun
1: time
0: yeah yeah every yeah it's a nice chance to just get people we like who also happen to be queer and be Mm -hmm. like hey come come do a fuck
2: around yeah and Mm -hmm. like no matter like whether they're you know in on a house team or if they're still on like 401 it's like we've had like a bunch of different types of people sit in with us and just sort of like giving them an opportunity because there are there aren't like you know there's not that many opportunities to get up on the ucb stage when mm-hmm. you're still a student beyond like a jam or like
1: a class show so like it's always exciting yeah it's fun remember when we did a show in a church mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 oh my god with I kathleen about turner that. <laughs> yes <laughs> turner, which is jessica rabbit yeah whoa <gasps> yeah i was like when the when the movie came on I was like, that voice is so familiar, and Brian's like, it's sense. Kathleen Turner, and I was like, oh yeah, it's, that makes sense. That's absolutely Kathleen Turner. Wow, that, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, she's got a great voice. That, that, okay, and it's also was circle. Chandler Bing's problematic dad? Dad? Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: Listen, oh.
1: they didn't dunk them all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get all of them right on Friends. A lot no. of things, uh, probably eighty percent of them right <laughs> <on Yeah>. wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been rewatching it, and I am cringing. Probably just as much as I'm laughing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh boy, yeah, because it gets real bad. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. age well. I don't think. No, almost
0: that. God, nothing really does. Is there a media that you feel like you've watched? Or you've been like, oh, their portrayal of like gay people or like non-binary or trans people holds up from any time post 2010? Like holding up?
1: I'm. Th- I was thinking like, yeah, Pose. <laughs> like, yeah, <transparent. laughs> but that's like that's, that's current. Now. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. I never no. watched Queers Folk. Um, oh, I did. Um, does that hold up? Do you think, Bobby? I
0: don't know. I, like, it's are there trans or non-binary storylines? on No, there? no. It's, it's very white. Okay. Yeah. Very white. Very cis. Mm. Very like. Privilege-y.
1: Mm. yeah. This is one experience of what this looks like. And so it was the like same the L word. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh, L word. Let's talk L word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a rewatch now and also yeah. I'm like, God, the show that I loved gets it so wrong. So yeah. wrong. Um, <laughs> I like
1: I I need to rewatch it before the reboot comes out, but like man, Max Moira's character mm-hmm. and is
0: it Ivan? yeah Ivan, and like Heather that Lynch, whole storyline yeah. and i just uh lisa the male lesbian oh yeah i don't oh, remember that, don't remember that. It's like the f- yeah it's someone that um, there's no Alice clear interpretation dating. of what they were trying to do with that but it's basically a cisgender oh, man who yes, says yes on identifies, the cruise uh, yes yes mm-hmm. yes yes yeah yeah they're on a lot of cruises on that show yeah they love oh. they love to set sail mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, yeah no it doesn't hold up no it's not good you know then you know I also watch like How I Met Your Mother and mm-hmm. that is terrible but also yeah. incredible and mm. even on Gilmore Girls they say really problematic things oh my things. gosh yeah. yeah Gilmore Girls like um, even in the reboot they
2: were saying problematic things and yeah. so that was like three years at, four mm-hmm. years ago it came out I was like we could they, they like one of the opening scenes is like them fat shaming a guy at the pool and I'm like we have moved past this come yeah. on yeah you are an Ivy League educated woman Rory mm-hmm. we don't need to be doing this the Ivy League
0: is problematic. (laughs) That's
1: true. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna say it, right? That's true. Um, So the reboot is coming Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. and, you know, casting is still up in the air most likely, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And (laughs) Kelly, we want you to be on the show. So badly. um, In a specific role. I so
0: badly want to be on it, yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, tell us about the barista uh, Um, wish.
0: Yeah. so this beloved Showtime show from the early aughts uh, called The L Word is coming back out. They're rebooting it. And you know what? In the original, they're always hanging out at this cafe called The Planet. And I was like, when I heard that the reboot was announced, I was like, they're going to have some cafe where all the dykes hang out. And I want to be a barista at that cafe. Yeah. So I was like, I have not had enough credits under my belt that I have any shot at like a recurring, you know, speaking role or like a main character, but I could kill as specifically a barista on that show. Um, so I started this very stupid online campaign where I um, begged to be cast as a bar- only a barista on the L word. And then about a month later, I was like, I need to escalate this so I made a video, uh, you know, Chris Burns is going to come up a lot today because <laughs> he's my my husband. Hi, and, Chris. Um, Hi Chris, we love you. Uh, Chris Burns, at Fat Carrie Bradshaw on social <laughs> media, <laughs> Really, you know, his love language is um, social media, so mm-hmm. I have to include that. But he used to work at a restaurant called Westville, um, he's now full-time at the website Betches, but... Uh, at the time, he was managing Westville, and I went into Westville, Chelsea early one morning and filmed, had him film a super cut of me just, like, saying what I imagined the coffee orders would be of different characters on the L word. Um, and I cut it together. It was about a minute long, and it got crazy. It got crazy attention from, I would say, like, the queer sphere on on Twitter and then also that that sphere overlaps with comedy Twitter because those people are my people so that was a really fun combination of my world's like supporting this very stupid bit and I really thought that it would work but the show's premiering in December and I have yet to be cast on it so are they still filming like do we know oh they're still filming they're still filming but there's hope yeah you know what I'm trying not to hold out too much hope. Yeah. But I just think it's stupid if they don't.
2: Yeah, there's, there yeah. has to be something. The that flip th-
0: side of the... Oh, can I not? You can talk about it. Kelsey, after I started doing that, got hired at Showtime in their New York office to do their social media. So I work on the L words. So she works <laughs> well, on the L Word's <laughs> account, which is always getting bombarded by... My new internet fans Wait, were like, <laughs> "Shut up, <laughs> <them. laughs> get this woman!" And she's like, "I can't do anything about this." They're literally uh,
2: tweeting at, at the, her, that her. her girlfriend. Like, they don't understand. They're like. Ah.
0: I, I didn't. I, I wouldn't show understand. A, There's no clear. No, I know. The I mean, of you know. <laughs> no, <client>. I just <laughs> think it's
2: really funny that like, and it's just like I don't know what I can do. <laughs>
1: it's I so funny. I retweet like, it. Do, what? You re- do you retweet the no? Well, we can't. She's ret- been told
2: she can't, can't engage with me because it oh. would make fans think that she, then she has been cast, and if they oh. are going to do something like they're it, being it's just, really
0: like... close to the vest on all of the casting mm-hmm. and like plot spoilers because yeah. it's such a, like an anticipated cult following reboot.
1: So they specifically in a meeting and did they didn't know that you were dating Kelly? So they were like, "This person who wants to be a barista, and don't engage." I was, engage, like, I like, was mm-hmm, a barista. They yeah. thought
0: I was a barista. They didn't wow. look closely enough to be like, "Oh, she's a New York comedian performer." They were like, "Oh yeah, there's this girl on Twitter who's a barista yeah. and and She like, wants I've, to be on the reboot." And Kelsey had this moment where she was like, "Do I tell them or not? Do I tell them <laughs> the psycho is my girlfriend?"
2: <laughs> well, no, that's what I. I was just like, I want to hear what they have mm-hmm. to say mm-hmm. without knowing that she's my girlfriend so i want to
0: get like their real reaction yeah and their Uh, real reaction was they just like they did not say that
2: no one has ever said the thing that they told me was that you're beautiful (laughs) uh and they said they've like sent it around to people like it's been like it's known i think it's like
0: i know it's known because the executive producers all retweeted it
2: yeah and like cast members retweeted it and Jane Lynch retweeted
0: it. Oh, um, dream, yeah, dream. truly dream. So I think it reached the people I wanted it to reach, yes, and yes. I need to just be satisfied yes. that, like, yeah. okay, you know what? Those people who I love thought it was funny. And yes, as far as it needs and to I, I think yeah, like totally.
2: I. Like, the people that I work with are so Mm -hmm. far removed from, like, the creative teams at Showtime that handle Mm. casting or whatever. I'm working on, like, program marketing. So it's, like, what font should we use in the billboards? Like, it's, (laughs) like, let's ask Kelly Quinn what font we should use, right? So it's just, like, I wish that I had the connections to be able to do something. Uh, And it's just, like, so crazy to me that, like, my partner really wants to be on the show. And, like, I am, like getting In p- tweeted zero at by, like... I really love yeah, it. Yeah, and just, it's just, like, really crazy. My dream is that, I mean, beyond if, like, you don't get to be on the show at all, it's like, well, I hope that, like, Vulture or, like, Autostraddle lets you write the recaps of the episodes or
0: something. Well, like yeah. someone Bernard is be, going to write the Autostraddle recaps. Who is? Uh, Reese Bernard, the, oh, like, editor of Autostraddle is going to oh, do. Oh, okay. Well... Because she wrote them years ago, and they're oh, very funny.
2: okay. Well, then Vulture. At, yeah, maybe This I'll, is the new... Social campaign I'm putting out personally yeah. is get you to okay, get you to let's be able get to write it twi- the trending. Let's get it trending or twi- some sort twiples. of like queer publication will be like this girl who like went viral for it. People like quote you. People will tweet tweet at the Showtime L word handle like just quotes from your video without tagging you, and then you go to their profile and they like quote you in their bios, and it's like <laughs> you have crazy. like That's you cool. have like a f- you have like stands, and it's like so uh. crazy. People ship you. They
1: worship (laughs) people. Worship me. Uh, So um, I have this idea. So Jonathan Van Ness, Mm -hmm. before uh, he did Queer Eye, did Gay of Thrones, which was like a recap of episodes from Game Game of of Thrones. Thrones. I wonder if you like could sit in a coffee shop and do recaps, but like that's a fun idea, you know, and just like hand people drinks, but also be bitter because you're not on it, but being like you know, but. Shane did this thing. I don't yeah. know. You're, you're the funny one. But like you could figure but I don't know. Yeah, that could be funny. something, because there's already a built-in audience. And then you heard it here first. Yeah. And at the end someone <laughs> would be like, hey, TM Kelly, get back
2: blood. to work. And you go, you gotta go back to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every
0: episode has like, yeah. oh, gotta go back to work. And then the Everybody Loves Raymond theme song yeah. plays or something. <laughs> I would love that. I'm here for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's smart. great. Yeah, I'm you torn between because this this long running bit has lasted almost it's been like nine months. And it's been the only thing I tweet about, like, sort of at the expense of my um, civic engagement, you know? Um, Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, at what point do I drop this character who's, like, this desperate, um, like, person who wants to be an actor? And do I just return to my normal, like, normal uh, comedy life? So never only you can decide
1: that. only yeah. I can decide yeah. that
0: branding is so hard you know Yeah, <laughs> we all really struggle with it
1: it's challenging for sure but yeah thanks <laughs> that's a great idea that is a good if idea if I decide to
0: keep going with this insane long long arc bit the next step is probably recaps in a coffee shop yeah video recaps yeah that's funny like that. Cool. Well, I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Dubs. You're welcome too. One view on every video <laughs> <laughs> with like a waving emoji. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm here. Oh, good <laughs> <job>. Yay! That's <good. laughs> so Get funny. Get back to work.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So you all also do like other projects. Like you're on teams, but then I saw some videos of like. A poopery story and straight marriage, and you do future wives. Mm-hmm. I want to hear all about these things and how did they come to be. Um, I'll let you decide. To, yeah, um, to share.
2: Yeah, future wives is the uh, it's a three person team that I'm on with two of my best friends, Kelsey and Sophie. That was sort of born out of uh, UCB, and we've done like video sketches that have been like on Splitsider and and things like that. And then we also tour. Um, And we perform at a lot of like colleges or um, international theaters and we teach workshops and stuff. Um, Last year we went to Ireland and Scotland and taught like improv and did shows there. Um, And it's just become sort of like a cool, fun outlet for me to be able to travel with like two of my best friends and just also like get
0: to do comedy, which is really great. Yeah,
1: That is great. Yeah,
0: I enjoy it. Um, Yeah, I make a web series with... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chris Burns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to um, get him on the pod. <laughs> I know, right? I was just thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, he would love to. Yeah. Um, yeah, with Chris Burns, it's called Straight Marriage. We uh, play a, sort of a dumb meta thing that we um, have never explored enough, but we p- play two gay actors who are trying um, desperately to make a really, like, sincere, dramatic uh story about two straight people, like a straight married couple. Um, but we, we play the straight people and like really sort of all the broad bad stereotypes that we grew up seeing of gay people on TV. Um, and then my other thing that I work on on and off and have a new one coming out, uh, I had a running sketch show at UCB for a while called Power Hour with my friend Amanda Giobi. It's like all short sketches with um, like usually top 40 songs in them somehow. So we had a run at UCB and then we stopped for a while and now we're writing a new one that we're going to premiere at uh, New York Sketch Fest in October. So I'm excited about that. Cool. That's not explicitly gay, but Amanda is um, is an ally. So.
2: I believe Dubs asked you about your poopery commercial. Oh I my did. god! <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelsey, because wow. I certainly Let the did. Let people know. <laughs> Let the people
0: know that they can find me on poopery's website, um, telling a story about a real time I shit my own pants. <laughs> and that's and they paid for you to go to Dallas, so yeah. I think that's pretty cool. And I learned in Dallas they. Flew us up to (laughs) Dallas to do a thing where they were like, yeah, we're going to have a spoken word poet sitting on a toilet back to back with you while you tell your story. And then they're going to like do slam poetry about how women poop. It's like very, I, I can see some, some marketing executive being really stoked about the concept in a pitch meeting. And then I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know that it worked for me, but the slam poet is Andrea Gibson, I think. Oh yeah. Who's like, Famous in the slam poetry world, Mm -hmm. I learned Mm -hmm. after I met them and um, did this really um, insane, embarrassing concept with them. Yeah, I somehow missed their piece. I only saw you. And was it a real toilet or was it a a set? It was a set. Yeah, it was a set. So it was a circular raised platform with two toilets back to back, like facing outwards away from one another. And then a camera went... Around, like on a track. Oh my gosh! It was really. I need to see that. I mean, it looked, uh, it looked you know, cool. very cool. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, the subject matter. You know. Hey, I think it's, it's life. Quite, that's it's life. life. We all do it.
1: And that uh, was yeah, sort that's of true. Yeah, the point. <laughs> yeah. <of laughs> the point. <laughs> right. See, the marketing worked. Do you understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I eat burritos and think of, of you sometimes. <laughs> 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 I spit on you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Across the whole table. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh. It's a
2: great spot. You made good money <laughs> off of it. It looks good. It's great to have on your reel, and have that brand name associated with things that you've
0: worked on. Yes, I
2: love. I'm Kelly's agent, so I always have to like sort of like
0: brand associated. I'm with trying to
2: get her on Vulture. I'm trying to get her to be proud of her poopery spot. Um, <laughs> God bless her
1: definitely biggest. can I'm get her on the L later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Only the L word knew that I had been in a poopery <laughs> ad. I really feel that things could be. Different. I really think so. It shows your humanity.
0: The uh, shitting barista. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> barista who shits. Oh, my gosh. It also makes sense because so coffee. Yeah. Wow. You know? I, know. I wish my story had had coffee in it. Mm-hmm. That could have been. You know what? It is what it is. It yeah. is
2: what, maybe there'll be a burrito place that they hang out with on, at, on the new Yeah. Word.
0: Yeah. The way TV is heading, I feel like it's all branded content now. You know, mm-hmm. it's all like sort of merging because that's mm-hmm. the only way anyone knows how to make money off media anymore. So soon Poopery will sponsor an episode of the L Word and I'll be on that.
1: Yeah. Hear that? Mm-hmm. L-word people. Manifesting it. Yeah. Put it out there. I believe in manifesting, like, real hard. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I want switch, to switch gears, <laughs> uh, um, and I want to hear about y'all's Ring of Keys
0: moments. I was telling Kelsey on the way over here, I don't know if I have... Uh, th- I think probably my Ring of Keys moment is um, I had a professor in college who was a, like... Tall, like short hair, like very authoritative, like graceful lesbian. And I, when I found out that she was gay, I was obsessed. I took as many classes with her as I could. Um, I like had been studying like mostly like Henry James, Edith Wharton, turn of the century fiction. And when I when I found out she was gay, I started taking her classes. For all like Hemingway, who I hate, and um, <laughs> you know, sort of more like. more modernist era writers but um, I think I'll say her name she's great Liz Barnes Liz Barnes College William & Mary English professor Hi Liz My Ring of Keys
2: Mm -hmm. Love it My Ring of Keys moment was I was on a vacation in Seattle with my family when I was in 10th grade like the summer between 10th grade going into 11th grade and we were walking up to see the, is it like a gum wall? I think they have it in, in mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was with my family and we were like trying to find this like place that has a lot of gum on it. It's like an actual wall. With yeah. Gum on it. I was like, yeah. what's a gum wall? But it's, it's literally exactly a what wall it sounds gum. like. Okay, so cool. it's like something you got to see when you're there. Yeah. I could be wrong, uh, but I'm pretty sure yeah, this right. is where we were going. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so we were kind of like walking around and we were, we were lost and like my dad, uh, wanted to ask someone for directions so we like went over and it ended up being this like lesbian couple that we asked for directions and they're like oh yeah you just got to go down that street or whatever and then they kind of walked away and like as i saw them walking away i was like i wish we could walk with them (laughs) like and it just like i just it was the first time i ever saw um because i mean i grew up watching you know like I watched Ellen's coming out episode mm-hmm. and like I've watched I I had seen in media, but I never seen like in the flesh like a lesbian couple. And it was just like I still remember it like to this day just being like <gasps> two lesbians. Wow. And I just like remember <laughs> watching them like walk up the street as I had to go look at a gum wall with my family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was mine. Cool. What was yours? Oh, I, uh, I the one the one that I share often is the seeing Leah Delaria on Orange Is the New Black, um, uh, like she, it was like a intimate scene and she like took off her shirt and was wearing a sports bra and then mm-hmm. took off her pants and was wearing boxer briefs, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I could do that. Like I didn't know I needed to like see that on, on mm-hmm. s- with somebody else to be able to know that I had the permission to do that mm-hmm. for top surgery. Yeah. Um, but when I was younger, I, I actually th- thought of this during another episode, and I found out now who it is. Her name is Amy Baden. Hi, Amy. You're not going to listen to this. But she was a a camp counselor or director at my Jewish day camp and was like an out lesbian and like had hairy legs and hairy armpits and wore tie-dye. And I remember just like on one hand being in awe of her because it was awesome and then also being really scared of her Mm -hmm. and being like, I think I hate her, mm-hmm. and it yeah. was because I, th- I wanted to- She represented t- something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really complicated, yeah. and I, I had buried that, and it just uncovered, a, you know, recently. Yeah. Um, and it might be why I love tie-dye so much. Maybe. you're wearing <laughs> Thank right. you, Amy Bannon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, let the record show that <laughs> Dubs is wearing tie-dye right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. It's very
1: important. Uh Tie-dye. It's just like a a mixing
0: of color, you know? It is, you know, it's just lovely. It's lovely. My high school field hockey team used to do like morale events where we would make tie dye stuff together, and I always Mm. remember my mom said I couldn't wear, the shirts I made, like I would wear them for pajamas, and I could not wear them around my mom's dad, who was a a drug cop in Berkeley in the 60s. She just said that tie dye was really triggering for him. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, I bet those hippies were a really rough group of people to police. Yeah. Oh my gosh!
2: You can never make a cop feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <let's see. laughs> it's really important. Yeah. To make never make a cop feel never. uncomfortable. Mm-mm, they should always be at ease. <laughs>
1: um, do either of you have favorite current queer media representation now? I- you're like,
0: wow, this is really great. The thing I watched most recently that I loved was Jane the Virgin. Mm. I love the way they do gay stuff on there. It's like a very traditional Latinx family, but nobody is thrown when somebody is queer on the show. They're like very Catholic religion and spirituality are very like a central part of the narrative, and nobody gives a fuck when someone's gay, and I love that. And um, there's a lesbian relationship on that show that I love. Mm. Um, JR and Petra are the characters' names. Um, They're played by... Rosario Dawson? I was trying to think of the Israeli actress. Uh-huh. Yale Grubglass, I think, is her uh-huh. name. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Rosario Dawson is the other half of the. But
1: yeah, I love it. They're great. great. I didn't know. I've never seen Jane the Virgin. It's so great. OK, I trust yeah. you. I'll watch it. And you? Um.
2: I've re- OK, so I was a big fan of the TV show The Fosters. Ugh, same thing. And now the spin-off, <laughs> Good Trouble. Uh, I think good. that they, yeah, okay. I like it. Yeah, it's like hipper. It's, Mm -hmm. like, cooler. Mm -hmm. uh, Freeform. So (laughs) it's, I think it's, like, a a great representation. It's, like, a bunch of different, like, younger Gen Z characters living in, like, downtown Los Angeles. And I think that the way that they handle, like, the queer characters on that show is just, like, really, really great. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved how it was on The Fosters. It was just, like, I think that they broke a lot of, like, they just really did a lot of like great things and talked about things that I had never heard talked about on television. Yeah, um, And I shipped uh, Terry Polo and Sherry Psalms' mm-hmm. characters. Uh, they <laughs> played the moms on it. Uh, so I, I love those shows, and I love Good Trouble. And also I really liked, um, I think her name's Caitlin Dever's character in Booksmart. Was I never saw Booksmart. She was that. also queer. Mm. She that played queer. She played queer. Straight. She was straight. Uh, oh, f- I should
0: say that pretty opposite much. Opposite Beanie Feldstein, who was queer. is queer and played straight in the movie. Hmm. How so it that? evens out. It evens out. Um, I didn't know right. Beanie was queer. Mm-hmm. Come on
1: this podcast, Beanie. Pod. Yeah.
2: Um, she has a British girlfriend. I post about her a lot on Instagram. I follow. <laughs> 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 uh, so I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked her
1: character in Booksmart, too. Cool, yeah. I like. I think the, on the Fosters was the first time I ever saw top surgery scars, mm-hmm. um, which was mind blowing. Yeah, it's like actor's really name. I, I, you know, he came up oh. in another episode, and I can't. Natasha's remember. friends with him. I can't. Yeah. Remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll I'll Google it later. And we can let you know. But yeah, he's Elliot.
2: Yes, Elliot Fletcher. Elliot Fletcher. Mm. I think. Yeah,
1: I think it's if a little,
2: not it hey right. Elliot. Hi, <laughs> hey
1: Elliot, it's definitely Elliot, but if, yeah, yeah. I also I. What I appreciate about shows more recent, more recent shows, are how it's not a thing. It's just like mm-hmm. this character is this, and yeah. it's not talked about or mm-hmm. it's not a point of contention. It's just part of the fabric right. of the show, and it's so nice. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of younger. Do either of you watch younger? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of characters where it's just like major, they're main characters, and they just are queer. And, and you know, it, it's just, it's great because yeah. it's like, Move, moving on and it's not about that. Yeah, And right. sometimes it is about that because that's life. Right. And they're part of the show. Yeah. Um,
2: but I do like that. I would also like to add that Good Trouble and The Fosters is executive produced by Jennifer Lopez. Um, Wait, really? My woke queen. Uh, <laughs> Since woke I've queen. been 13. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. We love her. Wow. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> she was on How I Met Your Mother. Jennifer Lopez? Yeah. Whoa. Um And plays a problematic character Uh about um, manipulating men. Mm. Or maybe that's not problematic. Maybe that's what the world needs. No, not really. You should see Hustlers. Ooh, I've heard good things. So good. I don't, like, see movies. I don't know. Because, like, paying $20 to see a movie makes me sad. Have you seen Hustlers? (gasps) Oh, my gosh. You guys all need to see it. It's great. When it comes on Netflix. Okay. Also, The Politician
0: on Netflix, no. I like, have not watched it. Uh, also, just sometimes I think people need to tell Ryan Murphy no. Yeah,
1: uh, I yes, and um, <laughs> the queer storylines are important. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they're not major, mm-hmm. but they're integral. Yeah, I think like they're important to see. Yeah, it's just hard to watch. We have a, a friend bunch of yeah. just people. Finished <laughs> the first oh, totally. And and it is like
2: very it very actually. Very it right. also is like terrible. It's but. Jarring to see that many white people on a poster for a show.
0: Gwyneth Paltrow counts as, like, three. She's so fucking white.
2: Yeah. Goop. The whitest
1: woman in the world. Isn't that what her website's called? We
0: say as white women. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Gwenny. All right. I want to move us into our last segment, mm-hmm. which is rapid fire.
2: Okay. And
1: you'll just answer at the same time because, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and just answer as quickly as possible. Okay. Ooh. Um your improvisers, I trust. Sure. Um, writing or reading? Writing. Ugh, writing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Acting or singing? Acting. Singing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach.
0: Biking or running? Mm, biking. Biking. Bagels or donuts? Donuts. Bagels.
1: Whoa. Time out. I'm saying donuts. I'm a
0: donut queen. Okay. Yeah. Bye now. I'm just kidding. Nah. <laughs> Train or plane? Train. Plane.
1: Pants or shorts? Shorts. Pants. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Coke. Night or day? Day. Day. <laughs> Favorite dessert?
2: Donut. <laughs> nice. Any sort of pie. Mm. Did you see Waitress? I saw the movie. I never saw the musical. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um
1: about pies I yeah mean, it's more about more than that yeah that. isn't it yeah. like sugar flour butter okay. <laughs> 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 uh, essentially hi cerebrals. yes <laughs> it's essentially that me did you learn anything about each other either through rapid fire or through this podcast also no pressure if no um it's nice that we both said day
2: yeah <laughs> instead of day I thought <laughs>
1: yeah. that was nice it's really nice we're <laughs> dog owners, <laughs> we're so
2: now we live yeah. in the day yeah we go to bed by ten thirty. 30 yeah um, mm, I feel like I don't know if no. I learned
0: anything I think I knew all of that
2: I think I knew all of that too even the professor
0: I think I even knew that was her name yeah what you did you know I used to drive by her house at night <laughs> <laughs> that's weird don't say that were right. you hoping don't that she'd like out. invite you in no I think I was just like what'd she do what do lesbians oh, do okay mm and it was usually like I couldn't see in her windows I think I was just like what is yeah. she doing <laughs> I used to, before I came out I used to walk by Metropolitan Bar
2: in hopes that someone would be like come in <laughs> come in you belong here but no one ever did so Hello. I just kind of like walked by grown.
1: yeah I don't know why and then inside they're like this person keeps walking by <laughs> yeah, like staring in, in the window like, do we call the
2: we, cops? Yeah, we need <laughs> extra security or like something but like I just remember I would just like walk by because I kind of live near that bar and I would just like walk by and be like, who's going to invite, is someone going <laughs> to invite me mm. is this when I change
1: when I, yeah. my life changes? Uh, I'm picturing that and it's very funny. Yeah. Um, social media handles, how can we follow you?
2: Um, on Twitter, I am at not Meryl Streep um, and on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> I am at I underscore robot. <laughs> really hard
0: to find me. Yeah, um, I am at Hey KQ in both places. Great.
1: And any shows that we should know about so we can come see you perform? Mm. Um,
2: yeah, the first Wednesday of every month at seven thirty, we have Here and Queer at UCB um, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, and then I perform every Saturday at seven thirty at UCB Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Anything for you?
0: Oh, you can see me on Tuesdays at um, UCB's Herald Night. And Power my team, Hour. Game 7. Oh, yeah. And Power Hour, if you like sketch comedy.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Thank you both so much for being here. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. Oh, my yes. gosh. Thank you for coming out. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Hey, it's Dubs Weinblatt, your host of Thank You for Coming Out. Thank you so much for listening with an open heart and an open mind. Please subscribe to our podcast on the platform of your choice. And don't forget to rate and review us. It really helps.